Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I'm so glad that we can study the Bible together and learn the way of God from the scriptures. In this lesson, I would like to talk about the truth concerning the ministry in the local church. We have learned about the way to discover our calling in the past nine teachings. This is a lesson number 10. And it will be the last lesson for this series of teaching. I would like to invite you to listen to the first nine sessions and complete the whole series here. Listen to all of them again and again many times. It's so good to be able to understand the way of God. The Lord wants us to serve Him, to be participating in building the kingdom of God together. Nothing in the world will last for eternity. Only the kingdom of God, except the kingdom of God that will last for eternity. Therefore, to spend time, energy, spend our finances, and use all the things in our life to build the kingdom of God, to lead people to eternal life, is the best thing that we can do in this life and on this planet Earth. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you love us so much and you want to use us, Lord. We want to worship you by serving you, Lord. And may your Holy Spirit teach us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we come to the throne of grace with bonus and we're going to receive your mercy, your wisdom, your understanding, and your grace, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I believe that salvation that comes through Jesus Christ automatically includes a call to ministry for every believer. Once you are saved from sin and from darkness, you become a child of God and also you become a servant of God. God expects you to be a royal priesthood. He expects you to serve Him, to worship Him, and to obey Him. We obey Him not because we have to, but because we love Him, and we love to obey Him. We love to serve Him. Every born-again Christian is created, saved, called, gifted, authorized, and commanded to serve Him, serve the brothers and sisters, and serve the world. In other words, we are commanded to minister Ministry of the life of service is very important in the Christian life. I got saved in 1981, and right after I got saved, I was involved in the local church, and I decided to give my life to Him and serve Him as soon as possible. The book of Matthew, chapter 20, verse 28, the Bible says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, Jesus Christ set an excellent example to us. 
Actually, the Bible wants us to imitate Jesus Christ. The Word of God wants us to grow up and to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God wants us to grow in our character, to have the godly character, holiness, and righteousness. But not only that, we are given by God the gifts, the ability, the talents, the resources, time, personality, to also serve the Lord, just like the Lord Jesus, who came into the world as a human being, and in His human being, in the body of human being, He served the Father. He said He came to serve. Therefore, we all should serve the Lord. In the life of service, we must understand that our function in a ministry follows the shape, the form, and the way. We were created by God. Form come before function. So who we are, how God mold us and form us, will determine our ministry or the function in the body of Christ. God forms somebody to be the thumb. God forms somebody to be the nose. Somebody to be the ear. So God forms us, and then we function according to the form or. The shape that God created us to be, how God created us in a unique way, determines what He intends for us to do or to serve. God has uniquely shaped each individual for a specific purpose, for a specific calling and specific ministry. I have my own calling. You have your own calling and specific ministry. God has given. All his children gifts that can be developed and used in ministry. Every Christian has something to offer to the kingdom of God. No one can say that I don't have anything to offer. No, we all have something to offer. We all has been shaped by God, given by God. Many good things in our life: the spiritual gift, the natural ability, the heart desire. The experiences and the personality, we should develop and use our gift. And when we do that, we show a good act of good stewardship, and also of worship. Worshiping God is not just about only raising hand and singing song on Sunday. When you serve Him, you live a life that build the kingdom of God. You. Also worship Him. You praise Him by using your life to expand His kingdom and to give honor to His name. We discover our gifts through the life of service. Instead of discovering our ministry by identifying our gifts, listen carefully one more time. In order to discover our spiritual gift, we must pull up our sleeve, get involved, serve you. Are there with the brothers and sisters to be involved in the church, and when you keep serving, eventually you will discover or identify your gifts. The evidence of the right match between our shape or our form and our ministry is that we become fruitful and we become fulfilled. When you serve God according to the shape that God created you and molded you to be, you shall be very fruitful, and you will have fun, enjoyment, 
and fulfillment in your life. That me, I'm so fulfilled in being a pastor and teacher and running the church and looking after God's people. I never feel that it's a job. No, this is not my profession. This is my life. God created me to be a pastor and teacher and to be a shepherd of God's flock. I enjoy it. I don't consider my pastoring ministry as a profession. It's my life. In order to serve God, we need to understand that we should have the heart and the lifestyle of commitment. How do you show your commitment? You become a committed member of a body of Christ or a good local church. We have never seen Jesus. Maybe some of you say, yes, I have seen Jesus, but I have never seen Jesus Christ. He was raised from the dead and he is at the right hand of the Father. But in order to show love and commitment to my Lord, my Savior, Jesus Christ, I commit myself to a good local church, which is his body and his bride. So in order to be good in ministry, we need to be a committed member to the body of Christ. I would like to encourage you. May the Lord and may the Spirit of the Lord really guide you to the church that He wants you to be a part of or to be a member of. You need to have the witness and the calling in your life that this is the church God wants me to be a part of. You need to find that out. And once you make that decision, commit your life there. Serve there. Love people there. Love your pastor. You have any conflict, just go talk to your pastor directly. Don't gossip and don't talk around. Go directly to your pastor. Commit yourself. Love them and serve them. And you want to be a bodybuilder, not a consumer or pure warmer. Therefore, in New Hope International Church, we encourage people to join the membership class and we teach people to be committed. I myself have committed to the church as well. And I want everybody in the church to grow spiritually into the maturity in Christ. And also, we want every member to really grow in commitment in the spiritual gift, in the anointing, and in the life character. These two words are important to the Lord. The one word is membership or commitment. Two, maturity. In order to serve God, we need to be mature. And we need to grow spiritually. God intends for ministry to be performed through the context of a local church. Therefore, we should be a member of a good local church and we commit our life there to serve in the ministry. Jesus said, I will build my church in Matthew chapter 16 and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. This is my biblical understanding and I'm going to stick to the Bible. I don't want to use human culture, human idea or opinion. I want to just stay with the Bible. My understanding is this, that once I become a Christian, I am a child of the living God. I should join a family of God. I need to have spiritual father and mother. I need to fellowship with my Christian brother and sister. When I join that family, I serve, 
I'm not a consumer there. And in that local church, in that family, my spiritual father and mother will train me to grow up to be a mature man, and I learn how to sweep the floor, use the vacuum cleaner, wash dishes, clean up the house, make the bed. I am trained by my spiritual father and mother. And after I become more and more mature, and I find out my gifts and my calling, then I serve in a certain ministry that God calls me to do. And I'm a part of that church. I don't believe this way. You come into the church, you sit around doing nothing, waiting for people to help you, to bless you, and you do nothing. You don't get involved. You don't serve. You are there to be consumer and pew warmer. And one day suddenly you say, "No, I'm an evangelist. I'm gonna go off this church and gonna do the evangelist ministry on my own or para church system." You build up your own nonprofit organization, and you start to go out and evangelize without being in a good church, without spiritual father and mother who can correct you, warn you, protect you, pray for you, and put the shield of protection on you. I don't believe in that system. I believe every Christian should be a part of the local church. Use that gift. If you are a great evangelist, you still need to be a member of a good local church, so that you will be accountable. Somebody can correct you, train you, and you will also practice the commandment of the Lord Jesus Christ. He say in the Bible, "My new commandment for you is that you shall love one another." So love comes before ministry. Therefore, I commit myself, my life, into New Hope International Church. I'm there, crying with them, laughing with them. Worshiping God with them, people can correct me. I am open for people to see my life. I am transparent. People can see me. People can correct me. I am accountable to my brother and sister. Even though I may fly out to do mission trips here and there, this country, this city, but I still come back to my local church. And that's what Paul did. That's what Barnabas did. That's what John, Peter, all these did. They commit. Themselves to a good local church, the Holy Spirit has provided His body with all the spiritual gift, and He put this spiritual gift into the people, so that God's people can serve and do what the Father wants them to do. As a church, we help people to discover the gifts, the calling. That's why. We have this class for 10 session here. As a church, as a pastor like me, we help God's people to discover their calling, the ministry, and we train them. We support them. We encourage brother and sister to join into different ministry and serve and be trained by the leaders of that ministry. The church must operate or function for Jesus on the basis of. Spiritual gift, rather than voting or elected officers. In other words, we don't do the voting in the church. Oh, let's vote who's going to be worship leader. No, no, no. We discover somebody is called, is gifted, receiving the grace to be worship leader. We don't do voting. We let people serve according to their calling, their giftings, 
their personality and their natural abilities. We do not do voting for the ministry. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 16, the Bible say, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Again, the church of Jesus Christ. I love the church. I am sold out for the church, for the body of Christ, for the bride of Christ, for the army of God. I love the church because I love Jesus so much. I show my love to Jesus by loving His church. The church is a body. A church is not a corporation. Even though we have the business of soul, we want to save soul, we want to help soul to grow and go to heaven, but it's not a corporation. It's a body. It's an organism. It's a living organism. It's not just a dead organization. Because we see the church that way, make sure that the structure in the church will maximize the ability of God's people to minister or to serve. We want everybody to function as a part of the body. The fingers, the hand, the elbow, the lungs, the heart, the liver, everybody is a part of the body. We want to maximize the function of each part of the body. We encourage each part to serve. We don't want the members to bury their gifts and their natural ability. And we want to make sure that all the structure and the departments of the church will really support the calling and the ministry of the member. We don't put the organization above the function. The function or the calling or the ministry determine the organization or the department. We want to mobilize every believer to be a minister or to serve the Lord in order to grow the kingdom of God. This is our mindset in doing ministry in the local church. Again, this lesson is try to give you perspective and mindset and concept of the Bible concerning the ministry and how to build the church. This should be our mindset. It's the mind of Christ, actually. The greater good of the whole body, the local church, must always take priority over the needs of any single ministry. As a pastor, my ministry is preaching. When I preach, I'm not thinking about only myself, my ministry, but I want to do everything for the good of the whole body. Therefore, my messages that God has given to me should be to build the whole church, not to gain personal benefits, finances, or anything for myself. It's for the good of the whole body. Whatever ministry you're serving, you do it for the whole body, the local body and the whole body of Christ in the whole world. We want to equip our brother and sister for ministry. Therefore, the pastoral staff will do everything to help the church member to get involved in the ministry, to discover their callings and train them and support them, have classes to train them. This teaching series is one of the classes in the church to train God's people 
to serve and to do the work of God. The people of God in the church are the ministers, and the pastors and teachers, apostles are the trainers or administrators. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 to 12, the Bible said, But he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. You see, we want to train people to be ministers, and then we want to mobilize everybody, the whole church, which is the army of God, the army of ministers, to serve God, to maximize their unique spiritual gifts, to use their hearts, abilities, personality, and experiences in a meaningful way for the service toward the Lord. Every church member deserves to be appreciated, to be valued, or to be encouraged in discovering a meaningful place of ministry in the body. When a brother or a sister walk into the church and join the membership, my eyes on that person say, I want him or her to discover his or her ministry and he will flourish. She will serve the Lord and the pastoral team will help him or her to discover the right ministry in the church. We value the individual. We value each member. We see the precious gift and calling in his or her life. And we encourage him or her to be involved in ministry. And the leadership has a job to help the members to grow spiritually and to find the calling and the ministry and the spiritual gift. The leader needs to be involved. Every ministry should have a leader there to train new people, to encourage, to lead the new members in that ministry. For example, worship ministry, have a worship leader to lead that group. Or the media ministry, have the leader over the media ministry to organize and to train and to give encouragement to the team. Children program ministry, evangelism ministry, greeting, archer ministry, all this ministry must have a leader who is committed to the success of that ministry. We need good leader in every ministry and in every church. And we encourage everyone to be committed to do what he or she is called to do. We encourage people to grow spiritually, grow in the commitment to Christ and to his church, grow in their spiritual character and also in their life of service. In order to appoint a good leader in each ministry, we need to make sure that that leader has good character, filled with the Holy Spirit, good reputation, and full of faith. We are not looking for just capable people. We are looking for people who love the Holy Spirit, who submit to the Word of God, love the church, have the right heart, 
have a good reputation. No ministry can exceed the commitment of those leading it. We need good leader to direct the ministry. One mark of a maturing church is that the standards of leadership are raised, and leaders live a high standard, live above reproach. In each ministry, we should have some periodic review of what we're doing. Instead of just going day by day, keep serving, we should come and have a meeting on a regular basis, maybe once a month. Like youth group can have meeting among leaders and the team, maybe once in two months or once a month, and evaluate what's going on, because best intentions are not enough. We need to improve, excel, and do the best for the kingdom. In order to excel and improve, we need some meeting for evaluation and review of what's going on, what thing we should not do. This thing doesn't work. We should improve. We should change. We should always have the evaluation meeting. Good servant of God and good leaders are learners. The moment you stop learning, you stop leading, and you stop improving and excelling. In the ministry, we emphasize on the job training more than pre-service training. We learn best in ministry by doing the job. We delegate to people to do the job, even though they are not perfect, but they are being trained. They are learning in the job, and they develop their ministry by doing. The ministry again and again and again. We encourage ministers in the church, uh, members in the church, to have unity without uniformity. People are different, different personality, different style, different gifts and talent, but we still have unity. There are diversities in ministry, even though there are diversity of ministry. People are different. We appreciate the uniqueness. Of the gifts of individuals, we appreciate, we value, we are thankful for these unique gifts, talents, and personality. So we should have this mindset: we are different, we are not the same. Each and every one of us is unique, but we value, appreciate, and we are thankful for these differences. We need to understand another truth: ministries. Have life cycles. If a ministry is not meeting a need anymore, or it's not working anymore, we will give it a decent burial. We stop it. We bury it because it's not gonna work for this time. There are no sacred cows that we worship forever. People may change ministries gracefully after a period of time. For example, you may be serving in the kitchen ministry for a period of time, and find out later on you are an evangelist. So you start to move to the evangelist ministry. You stop the cooking ministry. We don't have the idea of locking people in something permanently. People can move, change, according to the calling. Sometimes God wants to test somebody. Faithfulness by allowing that Christian to be in one ministry for a while. You remember the story of Philip, who was serving the food to the widow 
But after he was faithful for a while, Philip in the Bible became an evangelist. As I mentioned in the previous session, there are two kinds of ministry. One is our primary ministry. We commit our life to a primary ministry. What is the primary ministry? Our primary ministry should be in the area we are gifted by the Holy Spirit. The second one, our secondary ministry. Our secondary ministry includes serving in any other areas in the body of Christ where we are needed. We are not ready for any ministry until we are willing to serve anywhere, to do anything for God with the commitment of our heart. Yes, we expect excellence in ministry, but we don't think that there is any perfection. We expect excellence. Excellence and perfection is different. Excellence means do the best we can, but we are human beings. We are still being trained. We are still developing. We are still growing. Therefore, there's no way we can see perfection in the church. Excellence is doing our best. God deserves our best. We encourage excellence, creativity in the ministry, and mistake can be made when we serve God. When we say that, oh, no mistake, no mistake at all. When we say that, it means that you are not growing or not trying anything new. As you're growing, as you serving something, doing something new. You're gonna make some mistake in the ministry. We don't use the word failures. Okay, we use the word unity. We use the word varieties, differences. We know that we can make mistakes, but we use the word excellence. We do everything in an excellent way, but we can make mistake. But we don't use the word failures in ministry in our church because a lot of time. What we're doing are experiments that did not work. A failed project does not mean a failed person. There are no wrong people, only right, godly people in the wrong ministry, in the wrong place. <laughs> he or she should not be in that place. The ministry may be right, but he is in the wrong place. It's okay to make mistakes. If you never make mistake. You never make any mistake. It means you never try anything new, and you never serve God. When you serve God, you're going to make some mistake. You are not growing or developing if you never serve. In order to grow, in order to develop the character, the gift, you need to be there to get involved and to serve. However, if you repeatedly make the same mistake, you are in big trouble, because it means you are not learning. Anything at all. When you develop something new or try to do new things, you may make some mistakes. You may do that ministry at a wrong time or use a wrong person. It can happen. Mistake. That is okay. God is a forgiving God. He knows we mean well. We want to do the best for Him. We want to excel for Him. In life, we have a learning. Experience a learning process. I make so many mistakes. I tell you the truth. <laughs> From the first day I started the church and start serving God, oh, I make so many mistakes, and I learn the lesson. I don't want to do it again. The way I say it to people, 
the words I use, the way I preach. Uh, I make a lot of mistake in English language because my mother tongue language is not English, so it's hard for me to preach in English and try to communicate the truth of God and the will of God in English language. Sometimes you may be in the wrong ministry. The ministry is not wrong, but it means you serve God. In the ministry, you should not be in there. You say, this is not for me. I need to move to another ministry. That's okay. And God can use somebody else. You need to understand this. You may say, I'm weak. I'm not good enough. But God used weak people like you and me for His glory. If you say you're perfect, I think you misunderstand. No one is perfect. All of us have weaknesses and shortcomings. But the good news is God uses weak and ordinary people like you and me for extraordinary supernatural works for Him. We just have to surrender, willing to, committed, and allow the Holy Spirit to work through our life. And God gets all the glory. You need to know what is your primary ministry, that you can use your gift. And you should know your secondary ministry, that you are needed and willing to help. It may be what you are serving in right now is not your primary ministry. You may continue to serve in that area, or you may want to change. That's okay. If you still feel that they need you, you just keep serving in that ministry, even though it's a secondary ministry to you. Keep serving until God brings somebody else, and that ministry is their primary ministry, and then you can back off and go on with your primary ministry. You should ask yourself, is this the primary ministry that I am shaped for? Does it utilize my spiritual gifts? Does it reflect my heart? Is my personality expressed in that ministry? Is my ministry being affirmed by my friends, my co-workers, my leader? Am I fruitful? Am I seeing good results? Am I being fulfilled in the ministry? You ask all these questions, and you're going to find out whether that is your primary ministry or secondary ministry. My primary ministry is to pastor a church and help new pastor to build the church and teaching. But sometimes I have to get involved in administration, planning in a church. But I know that I'm not gifted in planning and organization, but I need to do it when people need me. So we need to know the primary and the secondary ministry. James chapter 4, verse 17. Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him is a sin. At this point, in conclusion, you study the 10 lessons in this series. This is lesson number 10. And now you know the truth about the ministry. Therefore, you cannot run away. You need to serve God. You need to discover your calling. Discover your spiritual gifts, heart desire, natural abilities your personality, and your experiences. God is going to hold you accountable. He's going to ask you, what are you doing with what I have given you? What are you doing with your spiritual gifts, your personality, 
your heart's desire, your ability, and your experiences? Do you use them for yourself to make money and for your own reputation? Do you use them to have fun, or are you using them for my kingdom? One day, you and all the believers will stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. I believe you want Him to say to you, "Well done, you are a good and faithful servant." I will stand before the judgment seat of Christ when He comes back second time. You will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You remember the story in the book of Matthew 25 that people bury their gift and they don't use their gift and their talents for God. I don't want to be that man who was cast out into the outer darkness. I want Jesus to say to me, "You are my good and faithful servant. If you are faithful in the little, you'll be faithful for much, and you will be used by God even more." And God gonna give you uncommon blessing, uncommon favor, uncommon special promotion. Let us discover our calling and serve the Lord in the area that best expresses what God shaped us or make us to be. Let us join into different teaching classes in the church, so that we can all develop our character. And our life of ministry. Let us have the servant heart by serving in any ministry that the church needs us to serve. Let us have a heart that say, "I want to bless. I want to give. I want to do anything to be the blessing to the church and to the body of Christ." Let us have a humble heart to cooperate with other ministry and. Place the greater good of the whole body over the needs of our own life and our own ministry. Let us live a life of giving, giving our spiritual gift, talents, heart, time to serve the Lord, and to build the body of Christ together. I hope that this lesson gives you some overview of the life of ministry in the local church. Please listen again and again. And meditate on the truth. The way I serve, the way I pastor, the way I build the church, and live my life now, I follow all this truth in this lesson, and I want to be a biblical, spirit-filled Christian. I want to follow the heart of God, the voice of God, and the principle of God in the Bible. I would like to encourage all of you. To be trained in different classes in the church, the New Hope International Church have produced so many teachings of different topics: how to cast out demons, how to serve, the ministry of help, different things to train you. You can listen to different series in the YouTube or in the MP3. We can provide the lesson for you. Not only that, the Lord really spoke to me many years ago to produce the teaching series. Two series. One is ministry advice from Pastor Lau. Another one called ministry enrichment. You can find those teaching in the YouTube, or you can call the church or ask the CD table to provide those lesson to you. Please do your homework. Let the Lord train you through this teaching. All this teaching help you to grow in the area of ministry. How to 
serve God, how to deal with people, what kind of attitude you should have, I would like to encourage you to listen to those series and be a good learner, be a studious disciple who learned the truth from heaven. May the Lord bless you and use you. May the Lord help you to grow up spiritually and find your calling and your ministry, both the primary and the secondary ministry. God anoint you, provide for you, bless you, protect you, heal you, and give you super abundant grace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me in this class. I hope to see you in other teachings as well. Thank you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.